good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. My name is Chad Lehman, the host of this uh, Minister Bits podcast, and thank you so much, however and whenever you're listening. Appreciate you tuning in. Today we have a special guest, and by special I do mean absolutely special, and that is Jason Helton. He joins us from the great state of Alabama. Jason, how are you doing, sir? Doing great, man. Rotat. Um, <laughs> doing good. Just uh, trying to figure out how to swim, just like everybody else in the oh, midst of absolutely. all this. Absolutely. Well, that that kind of lends us to kind of getting right into what we're talking about here. And uh, kind of tell us a little bit, Jason, as we kind of just d- jump in here, what uh, what have you been doing and who are you and where do you work? And uh, just tell us a little bit about you. Okay, I am uh, the media outreach minister at the Madison Church of Christ in North Alabama, just outside of Huntsville in Madison, Alabama, and uh, mom for most of the folks around here, the mom on staff. Um, I did 10 years in youth ministry here at Madison, and then about two and a half years ago, um, transitioned into this new work of media outreach, and so I'm... um, Kind of in charge of our, not kind of, I'm in charge of our website, uh, manage our, our app, our social media for Facebook, um, Instagram, YouTube, that sort of thing. And then uh, work a good bit with our college and young professionals. Um, that was sort of an extension of youth ministry, you know, moving into that role. And there's not an official college and young professional title or minister title that we have here. So we're trying to uh, create a lot of leadership within that group. And so I kind of work with them, um, just helping them out a little bit. And then uh, anything that really that involves communication uh, within the church, the, I guess the, if I had a little motto or a mission statement for media outreach, it would be that uh, our, our niche of ministry exists to create content that communicates the gospel and connects the church. So communication within the, the congregation, but also communication outside, try to create some, um, some resources, print and digital media, uh, help us uh, to kind of accommodate that. So every year the, the ministers here usually collaborate on some kind of a project, a study guide of some sort. And so I'm usually the, the guy that kind of edits and, and puts those things together and everybody contributes content. So it's a, it's a time of year. In, uh, in the midst of this pandemic where moms are highly sought after. So oh, yeah, absolutely. I've uh, def- definitely stayed busy for sure. So. Well, well, tell me a little bit about, before we get into how things have changed for the, in the pandemic, <laughs> and I know my, my job changed overnight in, in the pandemic, and so I've spoken to a couple of different people about that. But tell me a little bit about um, what exactly, how exactly the transition was two years ago when, when you decided that, how did that happen? Was that your idea? Was it the, your leadership's idea? Was it a combination of both? Just, just tell us a little bit about that a little bit. So when you're in youth ministry, you get asked all the time, all right, what's next? You know, it's kind of like when you get married, Mm -hmm. when you're having a kid, you have your first kid, when's the second one, that kind of thing. So um, I'd always had the response that you're supposed to have whenever I'm not effective is when I'll get out of youth ministry. Um, And I never really knew exactly what that meant or when that would take place until I knew the answer, you know, until I was in the midst of it. And so um, I don't remember the exact date right offhand, but it was probably a year or so before I actually transitioned into this new role. I, I approached our elders and said, uh, you know, my time in ministry, youth ministry is uh, is drawing to a close. I, I can sense that there's I don't resent my work. and I, My work doesn't resent my family, but um, I, I'm feeling pressures on both sides to where I'm, I'm not 100 percent fulfilling um, my role in either. And so at that time. Uh, it was myself and Brian Lamasters who were the youth ministers here at Madison, and uh, and so talked to Brian, you know, a good bit about that, and and started looking around Madison before I even mentioned it to anybody, and 
I, I don't have, and I didn't have then a desire to go into full-time pulpit, which is generally the, the next step, you know, after youth ministry. But right. I just, I knew I didn't have the desire for it. I, I didn't feel like, I don't feel like I have the wisdom, the life, uh, you know, life experience to really excel in that, to profit a congregation with it full-time. Um, and so I really didn't have a desire to leave Madison. My wife grew up here. My father-in-law is an elder. My parents moved up here uh, not too long ago. So we're pretty well rooted here. So I started looking around and, and wanted to see if if I had a skill set that would lend itself to areas that we were lacking. And a few things popped up. One was our college and young professional. Uh, that age group is always a revolving door. Uh, mm-hmm. People are kind of coming and going pretty pretty steadily. And I had worked uh as much as anybody, I guess, with that group on a somewhat official level, put together every year a college retreat and some things like that. But the group dynamics had changed to where they really were kind of self-sustaining sustaining at the moment. And it was as strong of a group as we had ever had. Uh, we have anywhere, any given year, we have about 100 students that are in college. And uh, up until about four or five years ago, like 90% of those were away at school. And so... Hmm. Um, there was a, a recent trend of more students staying home. So the college group had built up. Uh, we had several young professionals that had started uh, attending at Madison and several yeah, of those. Huntsville is a pretty good college town. It is. It is rocking right now, especially for engineers. Um, mm-hmm. It's just kind of Nerdville Central um, and uh, all kinds of technology. It's a, it's a really exciting time to be here. Um, but a lot of our college students had graduated and moved back and young couples and things like that. So um, my involvement, honestly, looking back now, started in that group because I needed it when I first came to Madison. Right. I came to Madison. I hadn't finished college yet in 2007, hadn't graduated yet. So I was, um, I was like 22 at that time. I had, uh, I didn't have my degree and I wasn't married. And so I, I really, you, you really know, fell into that group. <laughs> yeah. I needed it, you know, quite a bit. And didn't realize until after I got married that there was really some selfishness in there, I guess, to some degree, or just self, uh, self-benefit self maybe, um, because my desire for it, I didn't need to go on those trips anymore. You know, I had a wife, and so I was had other uh, friendships and all that had grown out of that, and, and, uh, and then there was kind of a be- beginning to be a generation gap, but... I've always had uh, a passion and an appreciation for that life stage because I was in full-time ministry for several years uh, as a youth and family minister without a family. And so uh, when you're spending all your time with teenagers and parents of teenagers, those aren't the ideal dating demographics. Um, and so, you know, you, you start to look around, hey, who can I hang out with? And you know, stark truth for, was never spoken, right? Exactly. And uh, you can quote me on that one. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's when I started looking around. Like I said, I didn't have a desire to leave Madison at all. Um, we'd started doing more, uh, more videos and, and just, uh, when Brandon, uh, Preston was a youth minister when I came here. So he and I tag teamed it. Brandon moved into family ministry after four years. And then Brian came on board and Brian and I were together and, um, Brian didn't really have a passion for the, the visual stuff. And so I kind of took that on and, and we would work together on ideas, but, um, the more, uh, I took on that responsibility. The more I've tried to learn, uh, Photoshop was where I started and really kind of cut my teeth. And then just the last couple of years, I've decided to, to set goals of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to learn illustrator this year. And so I would spend time, you know, working on that. And before we had kids, my day off, you know, was either golf or, uh, or sitting there watching YouTube tutorials. So that's where I got a, a majority of my skill set that I have today. What little bit is there came from YouTube and 
tutorial piecing together here and there for, you know, a project, but in you youth know, ministry. How many people have learned that way though? I mean, oh, I, think so about many how many now, people, they, you know? they didn't go to school for, no. you know, official things like that. Just like you, they just yep. learned uh, stuff on YouTube. Uh, Absolutely. There's point. so much, there's so much access now that, you know, really the formal side of education, I think is becoming Depending on what you're going into, it's becoming less and less necessary to actually have the knowledge and, and ability. So uh, I tell my anybody I can that's associated. I went to Faulkner, like, man, in youth ministry, take any some kind of graphic design class. Find a way to communicate visually because our our generations are not getting less visual by any means. And so um, you know we need to have some kind of working knowledge or background. And, and what you've seen over the last five weeks is a crash course across the board. Absolutely. And I w- I was going to mention that exactly, and you. Made a perfect segue there, but but I I just I cannot tell you how many people I've talked to that uh, youth ministers, Jason, yeah. youth ministers mm-hmm. that had never edited a video in their life, and I'm I know like, it. I didn't know that was a thing. It's kind of shocking. That, yeah, <laughs> right, right. But it, it you know it depends on where you are and, and kind of what the needs are. Right, right. Uh, you just you didn't have a context in your world, and now when when all communication is digital online. Um, yeah, Madison in particular, I was talking to Brandon about this earlier. We we were uniquely equipped um, to weather a storm like this. I say the church across the board, just society in general, you know, 1918 with the flu epidemic, they didn't have virtual ways to communicate, mm-hmm. right? So what they did is actually in some ways more remarkable than what we're going through because uh, what they didn't have, but what we do have at our disposal is just pretty amazing. Well, Um, just think about now, think about this fact. I brought this up to somebody the other day. What if this had just been 20 years ago? Right. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't still, have had still waiting on dialogue. Inf- right? I mean, <laughs> the internet, there's no YouTube. Yeah. There's no yeah. Netflix. I mean, what in the world? Just imagine, yeah. you know, all the the tools that we have at our disposal today. So yeah, that's a yeah. really good uh, thing. So so let, as we kind of move into that, what what has changed for you in the pandemic? You said you guys were uniquely equipped, and I feel mm-hmm. the I feel like you guys were already doing a lot of this stuff that you're doing now. You were doing it regularly anyway you just maybe mm-hmm. have have up the capacity of those things now you've up the 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 production i guess right certain things so, so what i would say for us is we have pivoted a lot of things we were already doing so we started doing um online giving about a year and a half ago it may even been I don't think it's been two years, mm-hmm. somewhere between a year and two years ago. Um, so we have kind of fine-tuned, fine-tuned um, the online giving process, and uh, we use giving tools for our online giving, and uh, we've had great success with it. Minimal, um, minimal charges and overhead kind of deal. You know, it's it's just a very, uh, it's been a very clean transition to that. But we have had. Um, several, well, virtually all of our families that are giving online now, um, just a small percentage of them started, uh, were giving before all this hit. Um, but now I think I saw last week that somewhere around 70 or 80% of, of our contribution wow. came from online giving. Wow. So, it, well, that, and it, that's, that's a little bit of a special case in right now, but, right? Right. And it may go I, down in the future, but once people I imagine they'll be in a system, yep, they don't yep. tend to get out of it too much. No, so that you're right. The case when they, when we all come back together too. Our, our parents of teens have been using it. Um, you know, lads, folks are paying for stuff like that. But our our regular giving um, has just absolutely spiked, and and I think it'll stay. I think there will be a minimal drop. I think there will be a drop, but I don't think it's going to be a ton. Um, so the things we already had in place, Brandon, I mentioned before, he had transitioned to family ministry, and that's still his title. But for the last six months, maybe well. 
for the better part of a year, um, more accurate description of his work is, is worship minister. He coordinates uh, with Mike based on what the, the topic of the, the lesson is going to be to try to um, try to formulate a plan uh, for worship where the songs all lead in the same direction and echo the same thoughts of the lesson uh, coupled with the Lord's Supper. Exactly. So he puts a lot of time into really thinking through that aspect of it and then talking with those that are going to be leading those capacities and and trying to get everything to move in the same direction, really unify um, what we're doing. So do you guys record uh, pre pre record, I guess, or produce it, or do you do try to do a live stream on like Sunday morning? No, so right now, since this will be our sixth week of uh, since we stopped meeting at the building, we've done pre recorded. So the very first week was was rushed. Has it been six weeks. It's already? been six weeks for us wow. at least. I know. I mean, it's been it's just it seems by crazy. I've been doing videos right and left, but yeah. Anyway, I know it's hard to look up, and right. I only noticed that the other day because I went to save the new the new project file and put it in my week six folder. I was like, no, there's no way. But sure enough, uh, so yeah, we before the pandemic, we live streamed um, through Facebook Live. We'd used Sunday streams for a while, and I was just very disappointed. Um, they they were great except for on Sundays, which is really kind of critical. Um, we, we always had issues, um, and so kind of we, your Sunday uh, morning worship stream to work on. That's Sundays. a you that's know, an important that's one. Kind of it's an important part of it. It's <laughs> in the name. Dude. It's in the name, but. Uh, <laughs> So that we ended up moving away from there when we started running out of storage space. And uh, more I looked around, I was like, listen, we've got hundreds of our people that are on Facebook. Uh, from everything I can tell, the storage is free. They archive it. Um, the The promotion of it is untouchable. You know, with when oh, we yeah. it, everybody's when we're, there, that's where everybody is. Right. It's one click share. You know, what someone can accidentally happen upon happen upon our worship other when we the way we used to do it you'd have to go to our website know exactly you know what link to go to and all you you have to be looking for it but now um, we've really enabled our people and honestly this is something that's been just kind of interesting to kind of think on worship has never been more evangelistic than it is now oh absolutely i completely agree with you on that isn't it amazing how many how many views that you've counted up i looked on our youtube channel and we've we've put out we might have put out about 40 videos in the last five weeks, and there has been 30,000 minutes watched. 30,000, that's crazy. 30,000 minutes watched, 4,000 views. I mean, it's unbelievable the reach that, that we've been able to have. And that's from a brand new YouTube channel with 50-some-odd subscribers. And so, yeah, it's it's right, more, yeah. more evangelistic. That's an excellent point. Well, we, you know, we've got um, anywhere from probably – two and a half to three and a half thousand views um, of each of our, our weekly um, content that we're putting out right now between Sunday morning, Wednesday night, those kinds of things. So, um, you know, those numbers, Wednesday night is still down less than, than Sunday morning, but that's the same as if we were meeting in, you know, under the same roof. So, oh, yeah. um, but it's, it's really been cool to watch people move to a new platform. The thing that, that really has I guess surprise is the word. I shouldn't be surprised, but it's definitely been faith affirming and encouraging. It's just how many people are still tuning in. Like this is a time when, uh-huh. when you don't have to, so to speak. You know, like there's no, I, the, the accountability is less. Right. You could just kind of be like, you know what? Nobody's going to care if I watched it or not, or they're not going to mm-hmm. know. So what does it matter? I thought about that yep. same thing the other day, but it's like we're seeing. I'm seeing the opposite here. Right. I'm seeing more um, people watch. We're seeing more people mm-hmm. engage. People are outspoken about the yeah. things that are going on. Like it's really enabled people in ways that. Well, I think really what has happened is that 
whenever your convenience, you know, whatever your, your, uh, your custom is, when that gets shaken up, uh, then, then you, it's not convenient anymore. And the church has always exploded in growth and been more productive when it's been inconvenienced. Right now, there are people that are struggling with this virus, and that is not an inconvenience. That is a, as a, as a difficult, as a life challenge, you know, that is everything in a crisis that, that comes with, with illness. Absolutely. But for, for those of us that are not personally fighting the virus, this has been a disruption and an inconvenience. Um, and so when you look at it that way, it changes, should change your response, right? If, if Christians, we've gotten a little bit in, uh, at least in this part of the world, I feel like we've gotten to where uh, we complain about inconveniences more than we're willing to, to just figure out how to adapt. Uh-huh. And this has forced us all to adapt. You can complain if you want, uh, but you still got to adapt. You know, so that's been really, really exciting to see churches adapt, some on the fly um, with me in this role with online giving already set up and with us already having a live stream presence uh, and Brandon in his role. We really that's why I say we pivoted a little bit. So our um, it, it's weird to say that you produce worship, but that's kind of what, you know, what we, we're doing on. We record Sunday mornings on Thursdays and try to get our Wednesday night Bible study recorded on Mondays. And then throughout the week, I'll record with um our children's teachers, um, I've, I've tried to work on a, a podcast myself and some other things that are kind of coming up, um, trying to find a variety of ways to meet people, uh, in some of these new mediums when, when folks maybe ordinarily wouldn't be, wouldn't, you wouldn't have as much access to them. Um, and so that's kind of the, the pattern we've come into is having a little bit of a rhythm there. The first week or two was, was just crazy. Oh, um, it was on top of the, the, worship and Bible study stuff. Um, I was helping out with a lot of our church communication again, that kind of, that's, that's my title. So the two things that I really do here have been the two that have just been like most of the end. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And we're a church of around a thousand. So that's a lot of moving parts. And, uh, we have a, we use servant keeper as our online database. And, um, we've realized that our information just was not accurate. So we've had, we've had multiple waves of trying to update that system. Uh, we've, we've started using a system called one call. Um, we've used constant contact on some things as well, but trying to figure out how to reach people with information. It's one thing to put together content and get worship out there. It's another thing to touch everybody without touching anybody and let them know, Hey, this is how you can access and, and find the fellowship. This is the way we're going to gather moving forward. Uh, any kind of pertinent information, that part, was overwhelming because you really were trying to refine that process while at the same time refine the information that we have to get that information to them. Right. And it's, it's just, it's a bit of a circus there. The first two to three weeks, uh, I mean, the, the intensity was at times overwhelming, just so many moving parts. And, you know, you're still, your elders still have to work. You know, they're still trying to make some of these decisions while at the same time trying to, to keep everything going in their homes and at at their work and all that stuff. And, um, that's nice now to have at least a little bit of a pattern, a little bit of expectation already built in. So, um, it's been, it's been quite the, uh, quite the ordeal. I see a lot of people talking about all this free time and, you know, just hanging yeah, out. I mean, what is that? I mean, I, I, that sounds fantastic. You uh, know, yeah, it does. it's like, it's like my free time is going to come after this is over. With. Exactly. When, when I take my, back, then I'm going to go on vacation. I'm taking so. my three month vacation and yeah, <laughs> peace out. Right. I, I told one of our guys the other day, I don't do a ton with our live stream outside of this time right now. You know, ordinarily we have another group of guys that uh, are kind of in charge of our AV room and everything. And they, they have a crew of folks 
that, that do a great job keeping us online um, under nor- normal circumstances. And I told one of them the other day, man, I, I can't wait to give it all back to you when something doesn't work. They call you, they don't call me and, you know, all that stuff. But um, I will say that every Sunday and Wednesday is a little bit of a um, – I don't know, a little bit of roulette of, okay, so what, what is Facebook going to throw at me this week? Uh, right. What, what is going to go wrong this week and yep. how am I going to respond to it? And do I have enough time to respond to it? Exactly. The The first week we did a premiere, we, we actually never used to live stream to YouTube. And that's one, one thing we think we're going to start doing moving forward when we get back to whatever normal will look like. Um, we're posting all of our, we're premiering our worship and Bible study on Sundays and Wednesdays on YouTube and Facebook. And, um, and so that you get all of the, the advantage of a live Facebook live or YouTube live. Um, but it is pre-recorded. And so the very first week I didn't, I'd never used YouTube for this before. And, uh, they have a countdown, a two minute countdown that they put in automatically. Well, I didn't know that. All I knew is that that's not my video. Uh, and so for two minutes, man, like you talking about a guy, I'm a sweater to begin with, but man, my, <laughs> my, my shirt was saturated. I was just wigging out. Like what is going on here? Um, and then well, after and two minutes it popped up and let's make it clear to some of the, the people that are listening, the, the premiere functions on Facebook and YouTube are, have been there for a while. Mm-hmm. It allowed, just like what you said, it allows you to, to have all the benefits of a live broadcast, but it's a pre-produced video that is not going to, wig out on you. It's not going to mess up. You're not going to have a, it's not live. That's the whole big thing is it's not, live, but it acts as a live video. It's almost like it's a, it's a theater almost playing something for you so that people can kind of join in. But the beauty of that is that they can restart it at any time. They can go back Mm -hmm. and rewind it. They can do all sorts of different things for it. And so that's, I found the premieres to be very, especially helpful. We actually post our, our worship fairly early on Sunday morning, just so our early risers can worship. And I've, I've had people come in and text on it at, at six, 7 AM in the morning, uh, just because they've already watched their worship for the day. And it's, it's been pretty cool. And, Again, it shows that countdown video, but that first week, you're absolutely right. That first week we were all doing it, you know, all in the same kind of boat. It was like, okay, I'm going to start trying to upload these things on Friday <laughs> Absolutely, sure that everything yep. is, is, is in place for Sunday morning because I don't want to be up at three in the morning on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, trying right. to upload these things, trying to make sure it's ready for Sunday morning. So yeah. And it, it's been, it has happened. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. oh I know. Yeah. You know, YouTube is it is a video platform and, and has been, and, and YouTube has been very stable for us. Facebook has had a couple of weeks where it's just you can tell, and some to some degree, they're trying to catch up with uh, with the amount of traffic from the video standpoint. Um, we've had one video that froze up with about two minutes left to go. Another week it froze with about thirty seconds to go. So, thankfully, nothing super major. I did have captions uh, this past Wednesday night. I don't remember clicking a button to add captions. I didn't add captions manually. So I don't know where they, those came from, but, <laughs> That's um, but it was there. And I read some stuff where they say that, especially Facebook, it's better to have captions because not oh, everybody, yeah. you know, unmutes as they're scrolling and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to watch that one over the next couple of days and see if we see a, a jump in, in uh, engagement. But I think you're exactly right about that comparison because, you know, YouTube, it, it uploads fast. It's there fast. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot cleaner to find. Have you, I, I've had some issues, um, in, you know, during the pandemic stuff and everything with, you know, most of our, just like you said, most of our people are on Facebook. Even our 70, 80-year-olds are right. found a way to get on Facebook. Sometimes they're the best ones, and you know, as far as sharing. Exactly. Yeah. Sharing and as far as the best ones is commenting and 
and, and giving good positive comments. I love it. And mm-hmm. um, the thing that we've noticed is is that Facebook's algorithm still on groups and on pages will not put your videos in order. Yep. Um, and it will. And now I'll get a message every now and then from people saying, "Hey, I can't find the daily devotional for today." And it's like, oh, it's it's there because I've seen yeah. people comment on it. It's just not on yours. And like right. older people don't understand. They're like, "Well, why?" can they see it? And I can't. And I'm like, well, it's the algorithm and it's weird. And so what I've actually been, been doing is saying we have a page on our website where I just update the page on our website with all of our YouTube embeds. And it just shows all those videos in order. And it's a nice clean page and you don't have to worry about it. So I started the same very thing. Many hiccups with, with Facebook, but um, mm-hmm. it's been, it's been a learning experience for sure. Oh yeah. And I, I don't, I don't anticipate us leaving it. And I, I will advocate for us to- staying there for a long time. Um, one thing we've recently, uh, started an Instagram about two months ago, uh, for the the overall congregation. We've had one for the youth for several years, but, um, I I got a, got somebody helping me with that, trying to create a social media team. And, uh, so we started off with that and have Instagram TV and that sort of thing. Um, so it's nice to have the creator studio now with Facebook and Instagram integrated. And, and really the more we got people, on Facebook to, um, to watch worship, the more interaction, more engagement we've seen across, across the board on all of our platforms. Um, oh, it's all, interesting. It, connects, yeah. it does. It does. And so our, you know, our families, parents and grandparents and, and older, um, we get great interaction with them on Facebook. We don't get anything from our teens and younger. And so with Instagram, it's, you know, 85% teen and younger interaction. Um, All the generations there. We're trying to, I think we're definitely getting better at that. And then YouTube uh, makes it, you know, it's the second largest search engine on the planet. So outside of Google, so it makes sense to be there. And like you you were saying, we have a page, uh, madisonchurch.org slash still together. And then another one slash still together kids where we put um, the still together page has all of the Sunday and Wednesday uh, YouTube links embedded there. And then the still together kids I've recorded um, one of almost all of our elementary school classes to have up there. So parents have something um, just to, to reference. And actually one of the, the greatest blessings of all of this is our maintenance man. Um, Joe Harless is uh, he's, he's a showman at heart for sure. And uh, so he has written a couple of songs that uh, one is already up there. It's what's a kid to do when you can't go to school. Oh, and uh, he has become just the biggest celebrity with our mother's morning out program. And that ministry has blossomed through all of this. And, uh, and so he put a song, we got a song on there of his, that uh, the kids love. And it, if you're looking for something catchy to get stuck in your head, that's, that's where to go. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a top 10, uh, stuck in your head song, but it's a great sentiment. And just when you watch him, he, he's just a, a incredibly laid back guy. Um, just a really great sort of a grandpa figure for those little kids. And uh, so it's cool. Little things like that. I was about to say, Uh, that's an incredible, just that's, that's a, that's an awesome touch to be able to have Mm -hmm. and an awesome person to be able to have. And, you know, who knows, you wouldn't have that, that catchy tune. You wouldn't have that. uh, I don't want to say viral content, that spreadable content there. You wouldn't have that if, if you didn't have him. And so as we kind of move on, we're talking about all the stuff that you're doing, Mm-hmm. But what are you using specifically to put it out there? Like what kind of uh, equipment do you have? Are you using iPhones to record some stuff? Are you using cameras? What kind of computers, uh, microphone, all the, the equipment stuff you want to nerd stuff you want to share. This is the time to do it. Right. Okay. All right. So um, like I said, we're, we were uniquely equipped. So I've been 
two and a half years kind of refining and building up the equipment that I've been using. Uh, we did videos and stuff before all we were doing our, our worship. Um, and so I have a, a Canon uh, C100 cinema series uh, can, uh, camera that we use. And uh, I have a, used my personal 6D Mark II as well. So we typically for Sunday morning and for Wednesday night, we run a two camera setup. Uh, we don't have a dedicated studio. We have sort of a run and gun, uh, pack it up and find a new spot in the, okay, so in, the, uh, in the building place where y'all go. You just, it's just a mobile setup all the way. Right. So what it, most of the equipment just stays in my office. Um, and then for sun, when we record for Sunday morning, we'll record that in the auditorium. And uh, that's by design. We, we really wanted to keep some continuity. You know, this is the auditorium is nothing but brick and mortar, just like the rest of the building. But what that auditorium represents is our gathering place. Right. And so Time we, for worship. Let's worship. Yep, yeah. We want the familiarity of it. Um, the first two weeks, Mike um, gave his lesson from a, a comfortable chair and it definitely gave a sense of calmness. And we got a lot of feedback from people about that specifically, uh, about the calmness and and that sort of thing. Um, and so that was beneficial since then. Um, we have had, uh, we've had Mike, Mike move to a, um, a, like a tall boy chair or table and chair, you know, um, tabletop or something, tabletop. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a little bit taller and, and kind of pivoted him, um, a little bit away from the the middle of, he's not been behind the pulpit at all. And, uh, so we, and my thinking was, I really wanted to acknowledge that, um, that things have changed. This is not the exact same. However, um, what, what we also wanted to communicate was we are the same, we are the church. And so, right. um, you know, there's a balance there. I think, um, I'm really sensitive. I don't want to overproduce anything. I didn't want to bring in, we're not a green screen. Nothing we've done has been green screen. So why would we start doing something like that? You know, there are other things you can do. Um, I try to minimize any kind of animation. I may have a, a name or something, uh, come in and come out, but it's going to be very minimal. Um, I just really don't want us to come across as overproducing anything. So nothing because, flashy, no lasers, no nothing like that. Right? No, well, just my own personal. I have a little disco ball for good luck. Uh, no. Hey, well, that's <laughs> no, okay. Not, Hang it yeah, in your, your mirror. That's fine. That's right. Yeah, I didn't want to upset the feet of people with the <laughs> rabbit's foot. So the disco was the next best thing. But no. Um, have you so had was, any pushback uh, to that? Have you had people say, oh, why is he doing that? Or why is he sitting down? Or why is he not wearing a tie? Or anything like just that? Just the opposite. Uh, people have really, really appreciated it, especially the first two weeks. They they said, I mean, Mike's presence was just so very calming. And it really helped us to – it was like, you know – People just the, the, on it, weren't they? Yeah, it was like the patriarch of the family saying, all right, family meeting. We're going to be okay. God's in control. And it was just a, it was everything that really we felt like it kind of needed to be. So we're, we're very pleased with the way all that came across. And now that people are kind of getting in the, the swing of how to access it and stuff, um, there's been no criticism at all. There've been a few comments here and there. So the, the first week um, we, the decision was made on like Friday afternoon, I believe, um, or Friday morning. And so Friday afternoon is when we were scrambling to get everything together for Sunday. And, uh, and so it was, it was a bit chaotic. Um, we added the next week, a, like a two or three minute slide at the beginning that says, thank you for joining us. Uh, the comments we got from the very first week was I got there like two minutes late and we were already into songs and I missed all the, the greeting, mm. you know, little things like that, that you start to, to figure out at the end. Um, like two weeks ago, we actually didn't realize it, but we hadn't been offering an invitation. And so uh, Mike makes a comment at the end, and then we have some information on how to how to contact elders and ministers and that sort of thing. So each week we've tried to refine and, okay, what are we missing? What are we, uh, is there something that we need to do that we're not, not necessarily from a, how can we jazz it up, but from a, 
practical how can we better reach people and how do we better engage well it's just so different when you don't have that physical contact or have that group assembled right right you you take for granted the there is a convenience element there that just happens when you run yeah, into people, yeah. you know, that now you've got to think through all the details that come with those interactions. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it's a, it's a bit to, uh, to examine and kind of fine tooth comb. But, um, but so th- those are the, um, those are the two cameras I use and I have a variety of lenses. I have a, um, uh, they're all Canon. I have a, a 50 millimeter, the nifty 50, just you know, 120 new or less than a hundred bucks. If you get it used, mm-hmm. uh, if anybody is out there and they have, any kind of a DSLR, get that. If it's a Canon, get the, the Canon 50 millimeter for a hundred bucks. I just, I can't find anything that, that comes close to the it's value of that value. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. It's a and great, you get a really good shallow depth of field. You get exactly. So you have that, to be particular with how you set it up and what, mm-hmm. how far away you are from your subject and things like that. But other than right. that, if you've got a little room to work with, if nifty 50 is the way to go, it is, it's, it's actually, it's what I put on our C 100, which is probably backwards of what I should do. But, um, I usually put that because that's a bigger rig, just a bigger footprint with the, uh, I have a Manfrotto tripod with it. And, um, and so I put that as our main camera and get a, a good depth of field there. And then I have my 60 Mark II with a 70 to 200 2.8 that I'll get a, an alternate angle um, and get that nice and blurred as well. It just to give some, some depth there. And our people have, have appreciated that. They've, they've mentioned that as well, just to have a, a couple of different angles, you know, nothing crazy, but just two angles, 30 yeah, minutes of one, one talking yeah. head is right. Your standard um, two camera setup is completely fine and, and totally people doable. That, people that think that you need like five angles are like, no, that's, that's yeah. way too much. Two is, is completely fine. Well, it's less to do. I don't, you know, I'm not using, um, I'm not using anything in the midst of production, a switcher or anything like that. So, um, I use, I've got the Adobe suite and so record both, uh, record all the audio. I have two Sennheiser uh, lab mics. And so I use those when, uh, when we're doing, when he's talking. And then if we have two people for like Bible class, I usually hook them up to the lab mics and then those record directly into the C100, which is why I ended up going with that one, uh, to begin with. It doesn't do 4k or anything. But um, but I can record all web, audio. Yeah, with the web. Exactly. Delivering 4K. Yeah, I think we're still probably a couple of years away from feeling behind on that um, for the most part. So um, so then post production is when I, I put together. Um, there is a there's a little work on color grading to try to match them up. Uh, they don't have the exact same uh, color from right out of camera. Um, I use the, uh, typically bring in the C log from the C 100 just to have a little bit more room to play with. And then, um, uh, bring in my, my 60, try to match those up, line them up in order, and then just go through and try to find some natural breaks, uh, for an alternate angle, um, for Wednesday night, a lot of times, I guess for about half the time we've recorded, we've had um, someone that has slides. So we'll bring in a monitor usually for them to use those. Um, but otherwise for the sermon, I'll create uh, slides and PowerPoint with the text on there as my references scripture and just fade those in and out again, trying to try not to distract, trying really our job, I think in, in this producing of worship is the exact same job of the guys in the booth on any given Sunday is just don't do anything to be noticed. Exactly. You know, my, my job is if to not somebody's notice. noticing something, if somebody goes, Ugh, I don't know about that. That looks kind of weird. If somebody yep. notices design, it's not good design. Right. Right. And especially when it comes to, to, I'm trying to document or to really just amplify worship. 
you know, I'm just trying to get yeah, it out there for exactly. all of us to connect with. I'm not, I'm not here to show off skills. And that, that is a fear of mine that even for myself in the midst of all this, you know, I'm, I'm actually watching multiple streams every week, just seeing what other people are doing, getting uh-huh. a feel. I, there is a danger for all of us. I think of that, um, you know, that comparison to creep in for people that, uh, Oh man, they're, they're doing this. We got to do that. You know, one, one upmanship and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they can really, Joneses, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. It can really be highlighted in something like this. And, and so, um, you know, that, that needs to be a, a prayer for all of us that one, we're not guilty of that, but that that doesn't become any part of the culture of the church. Um, you know, you can feel that, especially if you've been in youth ministry, then, then sometimes that culture can kind of pop up of this guy's doing this, or they're doing this over there. And, you know, people that are over the top creative, you feel this pressure to kind of size yourself up against them when really you got your people to minister to, right. you, you minister to where you are. And, and uh, I'm a minister to the whole church at Madison. I'm not just a minister to people um, in any particular category. So well, if that's when, the, you, when you think about, you know, these consumer Christian churches, the ones that mm-hmm. put on, uh, and I'm and I'm not trying to say they're they're you know I'm not trying to say anything uh, slight them in any way, but they'll put on a huge production for Easter. Well, we just had Easter weekend. What were they able to do? Right. Well, they were able to minister to their congregation. Right. All that got got transferred there was the message. There was no big event. There was no mm-hmm. crazy Easter egg hunt. There was none of that we could do, and so uh, it was very important. I think that's what the church has done so well is get that message out in the clearest and and most concise form it can. And yeah, everybody's not a pro at, at live streaming and there've been people that have become really good at it in the last few four, three or four or five weeks. And then there are people that are still struggling with it. But at the same time, your congregation is getting ministered to and they're getting the message. And that's the most important thing. Absolutely. You know, it's a time for the church to be, um, proactive in people's lives and not just reactive to the circumstances uh, of technology. And uh, it's, it's a difficult thing sometimes to know what the right response is, but it's never wrong to love your people. And I think, I think, you know, you just find this has really allowed us and forced in some cases to just use more creativity, you know, and one thing in the church, I think we've talked about this before, um, at least growing up, I grew up among, among the church and, um, you know, as a kid and everything, even before I became a Christian, going to, to Bible class, Bible study every week and worship and all. And so you, you felt like you were around Christians so much that you were a Christian, even without understanding transformation and, and baptism and all that. Um, but we, we never seem to put a big emphasis on creativity uh, in any capacity. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that it was taught against per se, but there wasn't really just really be creative and, and see what we can do. Um, but I think you're seeing more of that. People are, are being, um, engaged with creativity. People are being challenged to be creative, find new ways to utilize. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all been encouraged to be the jewel Miller of our generation, right? Uh, to find exactly. a way to, to, uh, to leverage technology to expand your reach. He, I, I he put together, he put together those things back in the day. Yeah. I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Those yeah. strips back in the day that were pretty revolutionary. If you think about it, right. he was doing kind of YouTube stuff before YouTube was a thing, you know, it was, I mean, and that was, was doing that very back in the sixties and seventies. And that was revolutionary. Right. And I really think what you're saying is, is absolutely true. I think this is pushing the church forward. Absolutely. I, the I media outreach is, element that exactly. he, he brought 
I in, think in it's, the it's drove that, yeah. some, and I, I will say this, I think it's pulled some churches kicking and screaming into it. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Sometimes progress has to be made regardless. And, right. and as, as long as it's done scripturally, as long as it's done with, you know, obviously Jesus and, and Christ in mind and making sure that you love your people and minister to your church, then, then you know, it's doing its job. And I think this mm-hmm. is really just pushing the envelope forward for us. Technology has always been a vehicle, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's never been, been a, a substance. Vehicle, and it's always yeah. been something that people feared initially. And mm-hmm. we're still we're still kind of in that scope, believe it or not, where people fear smartphones and what they're going to be doing. And people yeah. fear the new technologies and that what they're going to be doing. And they there's, there's a subset of group, especially our older people, who just thought that that was going to go away. And if there was ever anything that showed them that it was not going to go away, it was this. And so I think that's yeah. it's an incredible kind of way to look at it. So uh, you've told us all about this, this different stuff and, and – Man, thank you so much for all that you're doing, and thank you if you're yep. listening um, to this podcast. Thank you so much for all that you're doing for your church. If you're doing uh, any kind of work technology, if you're behind the camera, in front of the camera, giving the lessons, I know our ministers, uh, all the other ministers have kind of had to pick up that slack for me because I'm the one behind the camera, but they're the ones in front of the camera putting the messages out. And so that's I know Brandon and, and um, Winkler. I know y'all y'all are doing a fantastic job, and I've seen some of yours. Um, but yeah, if you're listening and you're struggling with some of this stuff, man, we, we just want to know, we, I just want to tell you personally that we appreciate you and what you're doing for your church, whether it's a thousand Absolutely. member church or a hundred men's hundred member church. So some, somebody asked me the other day, I said, man, you know, you're seeing people, especially churches that are kind of catching up here. Does it ever like make you cringe when you see, you know, they put up something that's that may not be what, what you think is, you know, up to standard or whatever. And I said, no, absolutely not, man. It's, uh, I'm, I want more people to put stuff out so I can thieve ideas. But the, the biggest thing there is just people are, the church is more accessible than it's ever been. My, my prayer is that everybody has the same struggle I have on Sundays of scrolling through their feed and finding something that's not church related. Like, that's a great thing. Every, you know, two or three posts is either someone's worship or a post about worship or post about the church. It's, it's really, it, it could be the greatest time for the church to, to engage. I mean, and, and listen, that we need it. We need more positivity. You know, there's only so many John Krasinski's out there. Uh, you know, we've got a different kind of good yeah. news and we got to be engaging with it. So, and I think we are, and I think we're doing it for the, for the most part, for the most part, I think we're doing a really good job. And what you go back mm-hmm. to what you said, I think this is reaching people that it never would have reached before. Agreed. I think, and in fact, I know that because on three or four separate occasions in the last few weeks, I've had church members and even one of our ministers who said, my brother left the church a decade ago and he told me that he was watching our worship services on Sunday mornings and he's connecting with us and he would never darken the doors. Right. He would, he would watch that video. He would participate and somehow be pricked in the heart. I just, I just love it. Hey, so I got one last question for you. Sure. And this is going to be, this is going to be probably the hardest one. All right. Um, what is an app or I guess a few apps, if you can't narrow it down to one, what, what is the app that you can't live without? Okay. Um, maybe that's so right now, or maybe that's like where, yeah. but go ahead. So I'll, I'll kind of cheat, but then you said it wasn't cheating when you said that it could be a group of apps. Yeah, no, um, there's no cheating. <laughs> I really, without the, uh, the, I'm integrated in the Adobe world. So without that creative cloud, that suite of, of, uh, of programs, um, I just, 
that, that's everything I do right now. Um, I use Premiere. I use yeah, After Effects. I use everything if you yep. get rid of those. I, huh? I recently bought a, um, an iPad. So I'm, I've been a weird one. I've, I've had a Samsung for as long as Samsungs have been had. And um, basically before Nokia, BlackBerry. After that, I went to went Samsung and I've had that for several years. Uh, I have a 2015 MacBook Pro that I've used since the end of 2015. Um and so I've, I've had a foot in both camps. I've just afraid of commitment all the way around, I guess. But, um, but I, I recently this past year, uh, at, at your encouragement and direction, uh, jumped on in and bought an, an iPad. So it's an older one as well. It's, I think, a 2017 or something like that. So um, I use that iPad Pro and I'm learning to use that more in new ways to integrate. Um, but ultimately, everything comes back to this MacBook Pro and, and that Adobe suite. Um, I've really, there's a big learning curve with After Effects, so I stayed away from it for a long time. Um, but I, I've started to figure out enough to where I can feel beneficial using it. You know, I'm not just wasting time trying to relearn stuff. And that's another thing is I try to keep at least one project going creatively. Um, I don't have anything with InDesign right now, and I I know the least about InDesign. But I've I've kept a project going, whether it be Lightroom editing photos uh premiere illustrator photoshop after effects so that that's kind of the hub of the ones i use the most and i uh this past year started transitioning from um uh, the phone app that i use for my bible is uh pc study bible and it's it's fantastic or excuse me my sword bible i love it Mm -hmm. um but I'm in the process of trying to to move over to iPhone, so I'll be completely Mac, uh, just for continuity. And uh, so I started using Olive Tree and have been pleased with it so far. I uh, really like that. So it's cross-platform. I can pull up my phone, my, my tablet, as well as my, my computer. So that's my, my main Bible study app right now. Very good. Well, Jason, tell everybody where you can be found um, if you are on Facebook or social media or if uh, you want to – out any kind of website just tell us where we can be found and then we will uh, adjourn for the day sure sounds great so uh, of course our, our church website madisonchurch.org uh, we're on youtube at uh, youtube.com slash madisoncfc instagram.com slash madisoncfc i'm on instagram as jmhelton3 and as well as facebook and and your good old fa- really cool shirts and stickers. yes, actually, I sell those. Oh, uh, my wife them. is. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's my my gig. Um, she keeps the family going uh, in the midst of that, and <laughs> she's been a huge help with that, helping me get it get it going. So about two years ago, started the wives of all the exactly guys. a little. Uh, little side gig, abbywooddesign.com. So lots of stickers and a lot of Huntsville related humor uh, with t-shirts and things like that. So just uh, everybody's got to have a side gig these days. And that's my, my little project there. So, um, but yeah, check me out on any of those places and good old fashioned telephone works too. All right. Well, thank you, Jason, so much for joining us. And thank you so much for being a part of the show this week. And again, you can find Jason. You'll have all the links to the show notes to the things that we mentioned. I've got a list, a running list right here in front of me. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being here and uh, tuning into the podcast. We'll be back in probably just a couple of weeks and looking at some, uh, probably interviewing somebody else. I think I've got somebody else lined up. So, But anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Go out and have a blessed week.